So women's soccer, a team that is always going to the NCAA tournament, up until last year they had been on a string of six straight tourneys. Goal scoring was the issue, or lack of it. They had 18 goals in 17 matches. They actually pulled off a couple of nice wins early in the conference season. They did not have the non-conference wins that you need. They went to Florida, lost 2-1. to one. The Gators only won one other match all year long, for example. And then, as things were starting to look better in conference play, they were 5-1 and one and still in the running for the number one seed. Again, the goal scoring or the lack of it. A shutout loss at Cincy, a shutout home loss to UCF, and then blanked by an SMU team that was on fire in the first round of the AAC tournament over in Orlando. The Bulls lost 5 to nothing. So they'll be looking to get it back, and they will be looking to test themselves early. Six of their first seven matches away from home, the last two before conference, are at Florida State and at UCF. Yeah, we discussed that and many things here. With the head coach going into her 17th season, leading USF women's soccer. Here in the offices of Denise Shelty Brown, overlooking the wonder, what is going on at Corbett Soccer Stadium? We've talked about all the different things that are being improved upon. Uh, this is uh, apparently a big renovation. Before we get into general stuff, what am I looking at? I mean, there's a lot going on here at USF. People need to tune in, you know? Not only has the office been revamped. Wait a second. Oh, all the trophies? Were those not there no, before? Is, the bowls? white. Oh, you repaint it. Yeah, there's going to be core values, the mission statement. There's going to be a light-up bowl, a new TV. And uh, this place is legit right here. And then it overlooks the brand-new Corbett Stadium pitch being completely redone. They're going to have a dirt stadium this year. But eventually brand-new grass right next to next-door neighbors to our brand-new indoor facility, which is going to be the next-door neighbor to our newly approved football stadium. I'm fired up. You know, I was just stumbling around, which I do from time to time, and I saw that I'm, maybe I'm inventing new things that have been added, okay. but it looks like there's an extra row maybe for the coach's pit that has been sort of poured into con- concrete there, that first row of seats. Was that not always there? So while you were stumbling, you did miss that because that's always been there. But what's new about it is that it's painted a different color, and it just seems to pop a little bit more so you can see that section. Well, the thing is, you guys are always on the fields. You're not just sitting back in those right. areas, yeah. yes, because you want to be close to the action. Yeah. Oh, speaking of close to the action, people can get there in less than two months from now. I did Ooh. want to ask you about the schedule in a little bit. Yeah. But I did know that after last season, you know, some members of the team, Sidney Martinez, Lucy Roberts, were going to be gone Ooh. due to graduation. So you knew you were going to lose some players. And I saw Kiri took an opportunity. She ended up being your leading scorer. I know it was probably a good situation for her, but in, in a good and sad way at the same time. Time. Talk about who you did lose. I mean, great leadership in terms of Lucy. She was a you know good leader on our team, a, a strong player. Um, excited for the opportunities that she had in front of her. Sydney Martinez, you know, went on to play pro, well deserved. So she's over there being one of our many pros and just making us proud. And and then Kiri was a really gut wrenching loss, but what an opportunity at the same time. One that I'm so proud of because. You know, women leaving college early to go play pro is such a growth for our sport and such a good opportunity for the young women out there aspiring to be pros. And she got an incredible contract and she's starting and playing and scoring goals and living her best life. And, you know, she still bleeds green. So we, you know, we miss her. Um, But yeah, those are three key players for us that we're going to miss in the lineup. But, you know, that's college soccer. You kind of reload you. You know, you, you let those guys fly and represent you at the next level, but then you bring in some some young, great 
you know, stars and, and you get after it again. I know. And we'll talk as we get close to the season about a load of new uh, bulls. But I want to ask <laughs> you about the uh, off season in general. I don't want to mention what happened last time we saw you because yeah. some team decided to turn into Manchester City on that day and score a bunch of banger oh, yeah, banger yeah, yeah, goals. Yeah, yeah. But what what is your off season like? Did you guys get it and get in a spring? And, uh, and what have you been working on? Oh, I loved the off season. It's such a good off season. Um, it was a it was a small season because you have such, you know, a concentrated time to improve and I don't know you know each other better because you just spent an intense season together and you went through a lot so you kind of got a little bit closer and there's less pressure. It's more about individual mm-hmm. development and just team goals and so we got to work with a lot of players individually. We got to work with our on our team tactics and really hone in and what it, what we want to look like for next fall and what mm-hmm. that will look like. Um, I just think the girls did a really fabulous job. And you mentioned that. uh, You allude to it. Uh, Was there something that uh, you didn't look like this past season that you really wanted to focus in on in general? Yeah, that's a great question. Yes, we focused on our shape in the attacking half. What did the possession look like in the attacking half? What were we looking for? And how did we, you know, turn on the switch to be really dangerous um, when we wanted to go to goal? And what did that moment look like? And how did we trigger it? And that was a challenge for us and one that I thought we made great strides for that we'll have to really, really work hard in um, preseason to kind of remember, get that muscle memory back in and teach the new players. But it was great, great steps for us. When people are putting together a schedule, and I know it's not necessarily all you, uh, I'm guessing that... (laughs) Maybe I'm guessing wrong. I'm guessing that they say, let's make sure we have six of our first seven games not be at home. (laughs) But but maybe it just turned out that way. There's some great tests in that first part of the schedule. How did that part of it shape up? You know, Chris does the scheduling, so we'll blame him. Yep. Um, I was going to use no. the word, not going to use the word blame, but it's the fitting word. We've barely traveled um, in the beginning half of our seasons, and you just kind of end up owing away games, and, you know, you just kind of pay those debts all up in one season, and then you're uh, you're good to go. But I actually like it. I think that, um, you know, Chris and I spoke a lot about this. Should we change some things and, and get some more home games? But when you travel early on in the season, you get really close as a team. Mm-hmm. You get, you know, you kind of go into your your like focus group um and when you're on the road it's really all about that at home there's a lot of different distractions and home game doesn't really happen until you have that pre-game meeting where when you're on the road you're kind of in this whole you're in this game mode for a longer you know period of time and we just feel like it was the right thing for such a new group and the first one is one of the return trips i know you talked about lsu but you can't help but your eyes go to back to back florida state and UCF, and they're both interesting in different ways. Florida State, a team that's always in the running for the national championship, yeah. and you wanted to go there. And then UCF, uh, a team that not every sport is guaranteed to continue the series in, but obviously you wanted to do that. So speak about yeah. both of those. I mean, we have a good relationship with both those coaches. We've known them for years and just respect what they've done. Um, so the opportunity to play them is something we want to continue. Just um, we, th- we think they're great programs, great tests for us. Um, road trips are always worth more points in the RPI. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we just believe that this is going to be the test our girls need going into conference play to be, really be prepared for what they're going to they're going to need to do, you know, in the long haul. I think that, um, yeah, not all our teams will continue that UCF rivalry, but we will because we've enjoyed it and it's a healthy relationship. And play-by-play guy is going to go on both of those trips, I'll tell you right now. Yes. 
And then one, before we get into the new look conference, uh, Gonzaga, that's, uh, I don't think that's a return situation. How did that shape up? You know, we were able to set up a guarantee for them and uh, I'm not sure if they have seniors in the area, but the timing worked in and they came to us and we're just excited. It'll be our first time ever playing them. I can't think of it since I've been here. Anyway, this is year seven coming up that USF has played Gonzaga, so feather in your cap. And then in general, I mean, you you obviously lose some good programs, uh, but you pick up some first that you're familiar with. I see, you know, UTSA and Rice and FAU, the last three teams on the schedule you played in recent years. So what are your first thoughts on the new look schedule? And uh, I know that you're not playing everybody. Memphis not on the schedule is so different. I mean, I think it's interesting. I really love preparation, game preparation. I love having the history with the team Mm -hmm. because I feel like you get to know the coaches, you get to know their nuances, and then you can prepare tactically for them. And um, sometimes I feel like, you know, that gives you an edge. Um, So there's that challenge. Like, you know, of course we've played North Texas, you know, a couple years ago and we're familiar with UAB and Rice, but but we don't know them. We don't know their nuances. I have no idea what their system of play we're going to be. So it gives you that challenge where you have to prepare tactically based on video and kind of how they've played previously. So um, you never really know a team until you play against them. Mm-hmm. So it gives you, you that unknown factor. When do we actually get to see the girls in town? When do they show up? You know, I think July is just that month where they roll in all at different times. I have girls already here working camp, um, training regularly. I have a bunch of girls coming in for summer B. They take that class. Um, The rest of them kind of come in at different times based on maybe when an apartment is available and some of them want to come in and get acclimated to the heat. Otherwise, there's going to be a few that roll in right at preseason, and uh, they're going to be... You'll tell the difference. Yeah, you're going to be in shock based on the heat waves that hit them when they roll in. But um, all different times, um, and we're just excited to get going. And then uh, you do have, just for the record, a practice field to practice on. When can you actually go over to Corbett again? I know. I think it's supposed to be August, like ready to go. So and. We will be training on on there from time to time. Both the men and women try to share those spaces to keep both fields healthy, but excited to be out there. And the misting, cooling fans will be set up for the broadcast location outside, right? Absolutely. More than that, they're going to have service, one-on-one service for the broadcasting team. <laughs> Anything they want. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Denise. Go Bulls! A couple things to follow up on there. First of all, the person who is to blame for the front-loaded schedule as far as being on the road, Chris. That would be her husband and assistant coach, Chris Brown. Also, Kiri, Kiara Hahn, who was their leading scorer, she went from being a defensive mid to popping five goals and just being outstanding. Well, she got noticed by one of the top German league professional teams and towards the end of that league's season joined Werder Bremen. I'm pretty sure I'm not saying that right, but she actually got into three matches starting at forward in their last match of the regular season, so... A big-time contributor gone for the Bulls. Without spilling the beans, I do know that one of their prospective returning forwards is already injured, so they're going to have to replace some people. But some familiar names, most prominently on the backside, Vivian Bissett, will be returning and did love what I saw from newcomer, although she was a transfer, Georgia Brown. She's coming back to standout freshmen like Sine Markvartsen and Gentiana Fetoy return. But there are a lot of incomers and some transfers that, as we hinted at, we'll talk more about when we get to the actual season. Florida State, yeah, they go there. That's a team that's made it to the Final Four 13 times and has won three national championships. Two years ago, they were the number one seed, got upset in the finals last year. 
they made it to the semifinals. And three seasons ago, they won the whole thing for the third time. So what a schedule, and you heard it. She wants to keep on playing UCF. The relationship with that program, which is pretty dang good, is solid. We'll see what the other sports do as far as following suit. If you missed it, the men's soccer team is going to play the Knights, but as an exhibition match, a friendly, a friendly against UCF. That'll be different. 